Welcome to episode 153. In the beginning was the Word, and... The Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Spending time in the Word of God is the best way to spend time with God. Welcome to No Doubt, No Fear, Only Believe podcast, where we will encourage, inspire, and empower you to live your best life in Christ. Here's Greg. Welcome to episode 153, Grace to You and Peace from God, our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ. I know that we should have done a better job on what did Jesus do, but I think with you praying and asking the Holy Spirit and you reading the Gospels for yourself, I think that you can find out it better for what God wants you to picture, but that's just a stop on the mountain, and we're, as we move across the mountain now, we're going to talk about plugging in. And this is an important part, and this is going to take maybe an extra step for you if you've never thought about the being endued with power or you thought that it's all part of the same salvation experience. I, I don't, I'm pretty confident that it is not because it happened to me in two separate times. And I can tell you for certain that I was saved. If I would have died after January 10th, 1993, I would have gone to heaven. I accepted Christ. I knew something was changed in me. I knew something was different, and I started telling people about what happened to me. And I started trying to live the life that I thought that God wanted me to live. I got into his Bible. I got started reading. I started going to church. I started doing all the things that I was supposed to do. But the one thing that was lacking, and the only reason I knew this is because I, God took me to or led me to, for a good churchy word, to an Assembly of God church, and I've already given my testimony on how I got baptized in the Holy Spirit, but I believe it's a separate baptism, and I'm going to try to do justice to show you in the Scripture that I believe it's a separate baptism. I want you to just trust me. You don't have to agree with everything that I say. And again, ask the Holy Spirit, just be led into the Bible and just don't, you know, let's not, let's not go based on what people or what denominations or anything like that have said. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And if you can argue that the disciples back in the day needed it to start the church, there's a former and latter reign. If you think that it's better now and easier now that we're living here, I think in the end times and that we can do it without the Holy Spirit, whatever that apostolic word is where they people talk about that, I just, for now, I just want you to suspend everything that you thought you knew about it. You just got to have to trust me. Just take your cup that you've already got filled up with all of the things that you've been told about the Holy Spirit. And I just want you to dump it out. And I want you to ask God to just fill you up with what his word says. And I want you to ask the Holy Spirit just to lead you into this thing. I want to ask you, because I'm telling you, when I got the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and I've, I will link to that episode where I give my testimony about the baptism, when I got baptized by, by the Holy Spirit, and I'm not going to rehash that, but I went in trying to get, because I was in the Assembly of God, and I'm told, and again, I didn't know anything about anything, and I was told, you need to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. And I'm like, well, what is that? And I felt like the people in Acts, you know, we hadn't even heard about that there even is a baptism of the Holy Spirit. 
And so I, I don't even know what that is, but I've, I've heard people speak in tongues, and I had seen people act strange, and I didn't want anything to do with that, and I didn't think I really cared about the tongues thing. But I would take it if that's what I had to do, and I wasn't looking. You don't go to, to a shoe store to buy tongues. You go to a shoe store to get the shoe. I, I'm not looking for tongues, and I'm not saying that you got to speak in tongues, and I'm not going to bust out in tongues. So everybody can relax listening to it, and you can relax driving down the road or working out. But I want you to know that this was a separate experience, and this is where the Bible just came alive. When I hit this mark in my Christian walk, when I got to and I put it in the middle of the mountain, this was a game changer. This is when I knew that I was moving into something different, and the Bible just came alive. If you've ever wondered, why is Greg able to see some of these things and I can't see it? If you have not been baptized in the Holy Spirit, maybe if you have a gift of teaching or maybe if you're struggling in some area of your life, I, I would ask the Holy Spirit. I mean, it's Him. What father would give his children good gifts? If you would give your child a good gift, and God is a perfect father, what perfect father would not give the gift of the Holy Spirit? And I don't think it's the same. I don't think it that everybody got it at salvation because of my testimony, because I went and tried, and maybe you could argue that, I mean, it just came alive, or I just accepted it by faith you know, down the road. I, I mean, I don't know. I'm not going to argue with you about it. But these baptisms were separated by years, not days or weeks or months. Now, there's places in the Bible where they accepted Jesus and got baptized with the Holy Spirit right then. And I wish that had been my testimony. It's not my testimony. I accepted Jesus, and years later, I was baptized in the Holy Spirit because I like pictures and I like to be able to picture something in my mind. So when you think about the baptism, when you think about the water, there's there's three different baptisms I'm going to talk about. And the water baptism, that's John's baptism, and that's where we talked about where we're following Jesus, where John baptized Jesus in water, and that's the baptism of repentance. And if you'll read John 1, 33, I did not know him, but he who sent me to baptize with water, said to me, Upon whom you see the Spirit descending and remaining on him, this is he who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. And John then said, And I have seen and testified that this is the Son of God. So John the Baptist baptized with water, and that's still important. You still need to be baptized with water. And Jesus is the one that baptizes in the Holy Spirit. And I just need to kind of get the picture of the baptism of water. There's a water baptism, and there's being baptized into the body of Christ, and then there's the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and that may be confusing as you're driving down the road or you're working out. Everybody kind of knows the baptism of water. Now, some people have been sprinkled, and I don't think that's the same thing. I'm not going to split hairs, but I think you need to be dunked. I think it signifies going under and being dead. And if you stay under that water, you die. So you, you're totally immersed. You totally go underwater and you raise up a new creation or a new creature that you are dead to sin. And you're just making a public proclamation. What happened on the inside of you, you do it as, as a symbol and follow in Christ. I think it's important to be water baptized. Your spirit man was dead. And so when you bowed the knee and you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, 
the old spirit, dead spirit man kind of sloughed off. But I don't think, and I've got to picture everything, I don't think that that spirit man, that dead spirit man, your spirit man came alive when you accepted Christ. But that dead spirit man, if you can just see old dead skin or dead bone, you know, just dead, and it's just hang dangling, dragging it along. And I think in the spirit realm, if you have not been baptized with water, that is your spiritual circumcision. And I think it's in Colossians, and I'll go to that real quick. And this is Paul speaking about the legalism, and he was talking about in Galatians, it talks about being circumcised, and that's the physical circumcision with the male on the eighth day. That's the legalism. But Paul is saying, and I want to start in Colossians 2, 11, in him you were also circumcised with the circumcision made without hands, but putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ, buried with him in baptism, in which you also were raised up with him through the faith in the working of God who raised him from the dead. And you being dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, he has made alive together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses, having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us, which was contrary to us, and he has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross. And then it talks about having disarmed the principalities. But I just want you to get that picture and maybe go back and listen to or go back and read Colossians 2, 11 through 14. The spiritual circumcision to where if you got this old man, this old flesh that's just hanging on, and the spiritual circumcision that, that I believe that you do, when you get water baptized, the Spirit of God circumcises that flesh off of you. you are, it just cuts it off. You're not dragging that around in the Spirit anymore. And again, I don't know how it looks and how we look in the Spirit realm, but I think until you have submitted yourself like Jesus, we're following Jesus, until you have submitted yourself to water baptism and proclaim him as Lord and follow Jesus into water baptism, I believe it's important. I know people have talked about the thief at the cross that Jesus said, you will be with me in paradise. That guy could not be baptized because he's nailed to the cross. Jesus knew he wasn't getting off the cross. He had absolutely no way of being spiritually circumcised or baptized in water. He was going to die. Jesus knew he was going to die on that cross. The thief knew he was dying. And he asked for mercy, and Jesus said, hey, you'll be with me in paradise. So do I think you have to be baptized in water to make heaven? The simple answer is no. But I think if you want to go to the next level in Jesus, and if you want to keep working your way up this mountain, we need to be water baptized to get that spiritual circumcision so that all of the enemies, all the principalities, and all the powers know that we are a follower of Christ that in the spirit realm, we are clean and we are born again. And that's the second baptism is when we become a new creature, that it's the Holy Spirit. I believe when we accept Jesus as our, as our Lord and Savior, the Holy Spirit grabs us immediately. When we die to self, the Holy Spirit grabs us and baptizes us in the body. And it's not us that lives anymore. It's our spirit man that lives. And I don't claim to understand all that, but we have died. We had one death. We have agreed to die to self. We are dead. We were dead in our trespasses and sins, and we accept Jesus, and we die to self, and then we are raised again with Christ. And it's the Holy Spirit. If you can picture the Holy Spirit grabbing you and baptizing you into the body of Christ, 
and I just got a picture of everything. That's the baptism I'm talking about, and that is salvation. That is when you are placed in the body, in a specific place in the body. God knows why he made you. He knows your ministry. He knows what you're good at and why he what he needs for his kingdom and you to do, and you are placed in the body. Give the body training or power or whatever it is your place in the body is. And then the baptism of the Holy Spirit. That is, if you can picture Jesus, now Jesus is the baptizer, and Jesus grabs you and baptizes you into his spirit. Now, I don't know exactly how that works, but in my mind, the way I picture it, in my mind, I look like I'm on fire, and that he baptizes me, that I'm dripping with the fire of God. Every step that I take, it's on fire. When I get baptized in the Holy Spirit, the anointing, there's oil dripping like off of Aaron's beard. The oil, it, when they poured the oil on as an anointing, it, it was a symbolism of the Holy Spirit. But if you can imagine just the oil and just the fire, because you can't tell when I'm walking around in this physical world, but in the spirit realm, I just believe that I'm a bad man in the spirit realm, because I have the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And I know Satan has gotten, if I'm submitted to God and I humble myself, and then when I start resisting the devil, he don't have a choice. He's got to flee because I have the Holy Spirit on me, in me, working through me. Satan wants absolutely nothing to do with the Holy Spirit that's on me. Well, that's enough for now. I, I'm gonna. I see my clock is getting way over. These are kind of a tough and deep thing. I'm gonna finish this up on the next episode. But I kind of want to introduce this. There's three different baptisms that we're gonna talk about. But being endued with power and being plugged in is, I think, as important of a stop on the mountain of God as any. God, I want to thank you for everything in your word, Lord, from Genesis to Revelation. Lord, your word is power. Your word is the most powerful thing that we could ever hold on this earth. Jesus, you were the word, and you were here. The word became flesh. You walked on this earth as an example, as as a person to follow, but you said it was to our benefit if you left. When you told your disciples it's to their advantage that you leave because you were going to send your spirit, and you have left Your spirit is here. Holy Spirit, I thank you for never leaving us nor forsaking us. And I pray in Jesus' name that you would just quicken in this listener's ears, in their spirit, that if they've never been baptized by you, by Jesus, into you, if if the Holy Spirit, if they've never been endued with power, I pray in Jesus' name that they would ask and keep asking and seek and keep seeking and knock and keep knocking. Lord, that you are not weird. You are kind. You are loving your spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Who wouldn't want more of you, Holy Spirit? And I pray I bind up Satan and all of his misinformation and all his lies and deception on this issue on you. God, I can't think of a better way to fight you than to make you be the enemy. And that's exactly what Satan does. He's such a punk, and we bind him up in Jesus' name. Lord, we thank you. We love you. We ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thank you for being a part of this, and I look forward to visiting with you in the next episode. 
Thanks for listening to the No Doubt, No Fear, Only Believe podcast at www.nodoubtonlybelieve.com.